You're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Diabetes Discourse, sponsored by Novo Nordisk, a world leader in diabetes care. Here's your host, Dr. Stephen Edelman, founder and director of Taking Control of Your Diabetes, clinical professor of medicine, Division of Endocrinology and Metabolism, University of California, San Diego, and San Diego Veterans Administration Healthcare System. Type 2 diabetes is serious, common, and costly, yet controllable and preventable. That is why education should be a key component in the management of diabetes for both the healthcare professional and patient. Joining us to discuss diabetes education is Executive Director and Co-Founder of Taking Control of Your Diabetes in Del Mar, California, Sandra Bordet. Sandy, welcome to ReachMD. Thanks for having me. It's 1993. The results of the Diabetes Control and Complication Trial, otherwise known as the DCCT trial, clearly showed if you take the time and effort to control blood sugars, you will prevent the horrible complications of diabetes. And something happened after that point. Sandy? Well, you know, as a diabetes specialist, you had such a strong desire to spread the good word to the medical community. So... We set about putting on any number of CME symposia for healthcare professionals over the next couple of years. Despite the facts, nothing was really changing at the community level. Prescribing habits weren't changing the way that they needed to, and diabetes outcomes weren't changing. And that's when you shared with me a vision that you had about taking these important messages directly to the people who are living with diabetes, and you wanted to have this large patient education conference. and. When I asked you about large, well, large meant about a 1,000 people to you. And that was in March of 1995. In September of 1995, we held the first Taking Control of Your Diabetes Conference and Health Fair for people with diabetes. Tell us a little bit about what we do at TCOID in 2009. Well, we fast forward 14 years from that very first event, and now we're at something like 110 conferences that we've put on in cities across the United States. We are taking control of your diabetes. We've kept that name. We're called TCOID for short. We continue to educate and motivate people with diabetes to be the most active members of their healthcare team. Let's talk about this unique program that we started called Making the Connection. When we started educating the patients, personal empowerment, patient empowerment, people becoming their own advocates for their own health care was really a, an unheard of concept. But over time, people with diabetes became empowered, and they started going back to their healthcare professionals asking for things that had never happened before. And it was that event that showed us that healthcare providers were lagging behind their patients in terms of what it really takes to successfully manage diabetes. It's a 24-7 disease. It's not eight minutes twice a year or whatever amount of time a physician gets with the patient. They need to manage it every day. And they really weren't understanding the needs for patients. So we decided to start educating healthcare providers again. And instead of doing it independent from the patients, we thought we had a real unique opportunity to combine professional education with patient education. So we decided to hold those CME events on the same day, in the same building, same location, concurrently with our TCOID patient programs. Tell us the layout of the day for them. So they have their own uh, classroom where they gather in the morning and they spend uh, a portion of the day in their own learning environment learning about these 
treatments and technologies that are available. But then throughout the day, they integrate into the patient program in a variety of ways. We take them into the patient program for your opening talk in the morning where they hear you speak for an hour and they observe a thousand people intensely engaged in their own education. Um, one of the things that we found surprising was that when we have to take them out of the patient room and back to their own room for their own next lecture, they don't want to leave. The funnest part of the day, by far, is the session that occurs at 2 o'clock. Well, this is a very unusual workshop where we bring together in the same room healthcare providers and people living with diabetes. We have two facilitators in the room, usually you and a psychologist. We give each group ample opportunity to share their concerns, their grievances, their complaints about the other. It's very interactive, and it's very enlightening. You know, both groups have their positions, and they're both right. Patients feel like their providers don't have enough time for them, that they talk down to them. They're not interested in patient empowerment. They just want to get the visit over and so that they can get out the door and get on to the next patient. The providers, on the other hand, have the same complaints. They don't think patients are interested in their own care. They don't do the things they ask them to do. They say, take your medication, exercise every day, lose 10 pounds, I'll see you in six months. And when they come back, that hasn't happened. So they both have very genuine grievances, and they have ample opportunity to express those. And after about 40 minutes of, of both sides discussing their concerns, you and, and our psychologist facilitator do a really beautiful job of bringing the two sides to a greater understanding of the concerns, the pressures, the limitations, the obstacles that each side faces. And everybody's trying to do, do the right thing. Everybody's trying to do a good job. But it's not easy, and it's not easy to manage this chronic disease. And so the result of the workshop is a really improved understanding on both sides. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Diabetes Discourse on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Steve Edelman, and I'm speaking with Sandra Bordet. We are discussing the importance of diabetes education. Well, what I love about starting these workshops is that we, we have a room full of patients and providers, and we tell the providers, for the next 20 minutes, you can't say a single thing. You just have to listen. And then we turn to the patients and we say, what does your caregiver do that drives you crazy? And it's so funny. We write the comments down, and then we turn the tables around, and we ask the professionals. And some of the comments have been incredible. I'll just start off on the doctor's side. Patients are stupid. They lie. They don't bring in their logbook. They don't care about their diabetes. Some of the patient comments, Sandy, you know, I know you, you and I talk about that quite a bit. What are some of your favorites? My doctor doesn't understand me. My doctor thinks I don't care. My doctor thinks I don't take my medication because I don't want to. My doctor doesn't understand that I don't have the money to eat the way that he wants me to eat. He talks down to me. He thinks that I'm intentionally trying to not do well. I remember one patient said, I feel like I'm going to the principal's office to get scolded every time I go see the doctor. My doctor talks to me with his hand on the doorknob. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Also, uh, when I take in my logbook, the doctor looks at my logbook and he circles every number that's wrong. Like, what'd you do here? What'd you do here? What'd you do wrong here? Yeah, exactly. There, There's like 50 numbers that are perfect and three that are high, but they circle those. And I think, you know, standing up for the caregivers, you know, I mean, that's what we've been trained to do. The other thing that I think that's very important is that patients have learned about what it's like to be a doctor. In the last 20 minutes, we try to stop the whining and complaining part and we go to solutions. And the caregivers really get a, 
incredible view of what it's like to live with diabetes hearing from patients outside of the formal clinical setting in the in a examining room. But one thing I've been surprised with is the patients have made comments during that session like they didn't realize what a hassle it is to be a doctor today with all the managed care. It's so true for both sides. I mean, we've had healthcare providers break down in tears during the session because they had absolutely no idea how really difficult it is to manage diabetes every day. And you know, make promises that they will never treat their patients with disrespect again. They'll always come to them with more uh, empathy for what it takes to manage their disease. It's a profound experience. As part of our program, in addition to the feedback we get from physicians, is how do we objectively measure physician changes, whether it's practice habits in terms of medication or how they approach their patients. So let's talk a little bit about some of our surveys that we've conducted. The participants in Making the Connection take a pretest and then a post-test at the conclusion of the day. And then three to six months later, they're followed up with a telephone call survey to assess the kinds of changes that they have or haven't made that they committed to at the end of the day following the conference. Our lectures really cover insulin therapy and type 2 diabetes, oral agents, pump therapy, GLP-1 agonists. And when we look at the pre- and post questions on those specific drugs, it's an incredible improvement. But we also ask questions on, as I call, the touchy-feely questions. We hear of the commitment on the post-test and then on the six-month follow-up survey. We see that they've been able to implement the changes in especially how they treat their patients, how they approach their patients. We also uh, know from the fact that we go back to the same cities two, three years in a row and continue to have a sold-out audience that it's meeting a real need. Well, let's talk about what's on the horizon for taking control of your diabetes. We started patient programs in 95. Three or four years ago, we started bringing in the Making the Connection program. People ask us all the time, you know, what's next? Well, we continue to evolve our Making the Connection program so that it reflects what's the most important in diabetes care at the time, and we're developing a series of web-based CME modules that will be case-based, and each module will address a particular treatment regimen. Yeah, and, and uh, this whole case-based notion, I love it because developing new and interesting ways to teach professionals is a challenge. Um, and it dawned on me one day. I go to the VA clinic several times a week. I have my UCSD clinic. Every single day, I'm seeing great cases. Not these contrived cases that are in these promotional slide decks, you know, of a fake person and a fake condition that fits the prescribing guidelines for that drug, but real cases. And uh, the entire program is going to be case-based, intertwined with didactic information from recently completed clinical trials. And, uh, of course, there's always that important component at the end, the board review questions. Everyone has to certify every 10 years. The boards strike the fear of God in most practitioners, and that gets them to come and actually stay awake for most of the program. Well, we, we just finished talking about uh, our professional education program. Let's go back to the patient. Well, of course, we will be continuing with our flagship programs, our live conferences and health fairs that we hold in cities around the United States uh, between 10 and 12 each year. We will also be starting our fourth season for our television series. We are uh, expanding our Latino programs and holding miniseries as well as conferences now for our Spanish-speaking populations. 
you know, we have a new improved website and these diabetes diaries, I think we're, we're going to be calling them, will follow probably four patients for a year, two in the East Coast, two on the West Coast. And they will check in with us about once a month and we'll put up on our website our interviews with them and see how they're doing. These will be people who are in poor control of their diabetes when we start. And a year later, the goal is that they will all be in great control of their diabetes and we'll follow them on their journey. I would like to thank our guest, Executive Director of Taking Control of Your Diabetes in Del Mar, California, Sandra Bordet. Sandy, thank you so much for spending time with us on Diabetes Discourse. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Diabetes Discourse, sponsored by Novo Nordisk, a world leader in diabetes care. To learn more about diabetes and the role of GLP-1, visit novomedlink.com forward slash DIA. For more details on the interviews and conversations in this week's show, or to download the segment, visit us at reachmd.com. Daddy, what are you reading? I'm reading about something called GLP-1. Is it a robot? No. (laughs) GLP-1 is a natural hormone that helps regulate glucose metabolism. Its multiple actions are critical to glucose control. Huh? Okay. Well... GLP-1 works in a glucose-dependent manner. It stimulates the beta cells in your pancreas to secrete insulin and inhibit the liver from releasing excessive glucose by reducing glucagon secretion from alpha cells. It also helps regulate food ingestion by slowing gastric emptying in your stomach here (laughs) and making you feel full. Like at Thanksgiving? Yes. Um, I don't get it. Is it important? Well, GLP-1 is important because it impacts the multiple systems affected by diabetes. It also plays a significant role in protecting beta cells, a key to slowing diabetes progression. Unfortunately, many people with type 2 diabetes have impaired GLP-1 secretion and impaired beta cell response to GLP-1. Like Grandpa? Yes. And like many of my type 2 diabetes patients. That's why I want to make sure I'm looking at the whole picture in diabetes. Sustained control of A1C is important, but we can't stop there. It's important to look at weight, cardiovascular risk, and beta cell dysfunction. Impaired GLP-1 physiology is also a part of the problem, and the multiple actions of GLP-1 throughout the body are critical. So, the GLP-1 robot will help you see the whole picture. (laughs) Yes, I guess in a way it will. Novo Nordisk is a world leader in diabetes care and is dedicated to ongoing research. To learn more about GLP-1 and the role it plays in diabetes, please visit novomedlink.com slash DIA.